I had something happen this week that it has been quite a long time since I have had to deal with this, and it really provided me with a tremendous opportunity to take a deeper look at what's going on behind the scenes. And what I would refer to this as, at first glance, I would refer to this, and a lot of, I've heard a lot of people very commonly refer to this as feeling a tremendous sense of dislike or intensely disliking someone. I don't like this person for whatever the reasons are. And I had the opportunity this week to, to, to have this happen. And what was beautiful about it was, is that luckily I didn't get carried away with it. It was very tempting to get carried away with it. The, uh, but what I would say even more importantly about this is that it gave me the opportunity to understand that what I refer to as intensely disliking someone or really not liking someone is really more about the thoughts that I am having about intensely disliking someone. It is, uh, it's, that's really what's actually going on. What I find is that, you know, there is raw emotion that is coming up and it clearly feels like what would be referred to as a negative emotion. I'm feeling angry energy. I am, uh, my mind is racing. I am very busy being the person who is, has been offended by someone, something that they've said, the way that they've said it, uh, the re- the internal reactions that I'm having to it, all of my thoughts about how awful, whatever it is that they said to me or the way they looked at me or the way they treated me or whatever it is. It's really amazing how one individual, you know, sit in one individual occurrence at any given point in time that happens in a moment and then the moment is gone can give way to hours and days and even maybe weeks or years of a train of continuous thoughts that keep recurring over and over again. We replay whatever it was this person did or said to us. If it was more than one thing over a period of time, it could be kind of a, what I refer to as the best of, you know, kind of a collection of things. Uh, and just keep, we just continue to keep rehashing these things over in our minds. And I can't speak for anyone else. I just know that, you know, the people that I have spoken with about this, people I've taught over the years, this is something that is a fairly common occurrence with human beings. And this week, this happened, and it is really not, there's nothing unique about it. There's certainly nothing that I feel really moved to share in terms of the story because it really is just a story. It's just really part of a human drama that it's something that happened. And in this case, this was a situation that, you know, very good as it does very commonly come up. This was through, you know, something that happened in the work, in my work day. This was something that, you know, in dealing with someone who worked for a customer and we were in the middle of, you know, working very, very hard to provide service for this customer and going out of our way to to do things that were asked of us that weren't originally even expected and we were really you know I felt like we were doing a really really good job at this and you know there again that's a thought as well I mean and that and that's part of what I did quote unquote did to myself when this person was not really showing any appreciation not really being flexible flexible at all or being understanding about what we were dealing with together because we really were in this together. You know, they needed something taken care of. 
we were there to take care of that and work with them. And this person just, you know, between the way that they looked at us, the way they related to us, and it wasn't just me. I, I was not the only one that was upset by this. But at the end of the day, all of us as individuals had the responsibility of coping with this in the way that was best for us. So I say all these things because it's it was so beautiful to, and I'll admit, it did not feel good. It was certainly not, uh, you know, it did not feel great to be this angry at someone. And I, I find that, you know, anger in of itself can, can have, I was talking to a friend of mine about this a little earlier this week, and anger really does at a deeper level have almost an addictive quality to it. We can actually milk this to get something out of it. And what I find so interesting about it is it's so delicious sometimes to feel righteous anger, to feel like, you know, how dare this person treat me this way? You know, I'm right. They're wrong. How dare they do this to me? How dare they say this to me? And I have to laugh. I really do. Because if I, if I can't, I don't think I'm going to be able to really cope effectively. If I can't laugh at my own human silliness and my ridiculousness, and my over-the-top reactions to these things. It's the only way really to keep perspective. I've heard a lot of people say that humor is really one of the most healing things for humans, and I I really do agree. Uh, To be able to not take myself so seriously and to to not take my thoughts so seriously is so incredibly healing. The, uh, the beneficial, and I guess I consider myself lucky because there's no guarantees that it's going to happen. I can practice mindfulness for years or decades like I have, but at the same time, though, I, you know, it doesn't make us immune from any of the, the things that humans deal with. And the, the cool part about this is, is that, you know, in any of us or all of us have the ability to practice this. Uh, this is available to everyone. It's just a matter of whether or not it's something that we want to practice. And there's no judgment here. There's no right or wrong. It's simply a personal choice that people make. And I realize that it is, it's certainly not something uh, that everyone is going to do. And that's totally okay. What I found was in this particular case is that I had the opportunity, thankfully, to, and while I admit it did not happen right away, there was, I, I freely admit that when this person, and this kind of, this kind of was a series of events that happened over a few days where this feeling was kind of building and not only with myself, but the other people that I was working with on this particular project. And we all were kind of experiencing it in similar ways, but we, each of us were processing it or metabolizing it in different ways. But essentially, what ended up happening was things hit a breaking point, and for one reason or another, we all started really reacting to this person. And he, you know, didn't particularly seem to care. Certainly, uh, you know, was not. It doesn't appear that he was self-aware enough to realize that he was actually behaving this way. And it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, there's nothing that any of us can really do about that. At the end of the day, all I can really do, each one of us can really do, is just work on ourselves. I think that's really what it comes down to. So I do admit there was a period of time I probably invest, and I use the word invested in in this case in kind of a negative way, because the investment is not going to bring about any sort of return whatsoever. Any time that I, an energy that I invest, quote unquote, in being reactive, thinking, you know, thinking angry thoughts, feeling defensive you know, contracting emotionally, 
uh, having a negative attitude. You know, the self-talk is very negative. And I'm, you know, there's a lot of anger, angry energy running through me. And I, and I knew that, and I was aware of it. The, the last thing that I wanted to try to do was try to stop feeling angry because the more that I try to do that, the more I'm going to feel that way because I'm paying attention to it. So instead, what I found was that after I essentially uh, wasted, you know, several hours of my life, in this case, you know, probably I estimate between two and four hours, really feeling very, <clears throat> feeling a tremendous sense of dislike of this person. And when I did that, what I found was, is that all, what I was really doing And when I finally slowed things down in my mind enough and I was able to be aware of what I was doing, and I will say to a certain degree, even when I was in the middle of feeling this way and really wrapped up in it, I still at a deeper level knew what I was doing. I knew that I was indulging in something. I was aware of the fact that it was just me thinking angry thoughts. But once I came to a point where I was willing to let go of the, of these thoughts. I no longer needed to be the person that was hurt by whatever this person said or how they said it. I no longer needed to, to take on the identity of the person that really intensely dislikes this other person. And I didn't need to let it define me anymore. And really what it boiled down to was, is that I did not have the luxury. I was in the middle of a long extended project. We were working day and night And that probably is part of it when you, you know, when a person is tired and not well rested and is very stressed and this kind of thing is very typical when, uh, you know, when you're working day and night on something that sometimes the, you know, these feelings, uh, you know, and these emotions get the best of us. And what's happening is, is that I, the more tired I am, the more exhausted I am and the more emotionally, uh, uh, the more emotionally wrought up I am over these kinds of things, what I find is that the ability to cope really diminishes. And I had to make a conscious choice and I was very tired and it was very hard to make this choice. But essentially I knew that I had to stop this cycle. Otherwise I was going to continue to just spiral out of control. I was going to continue to really be consumed with this And it was going to, it was affecting my work. It was affecting my outlook and it was affecting my energy. And ultimately I knew that this wasn't just about me. I had other people standing right next to me, shoulder to shoulder, dealing with the same feelings, dealing with the same emotions, dealing with tiredness, dealing with exhaustion and with being emotionally burned out temporarily. And so I knew that whatever I could do, I had to, I had to make that choice to work on myself. And it wasn't up to me to tell anyone else to what they needed to do because that's it's really my only business is is really my own coping, and that's all I can really do. So at some point, I made a conscious choice, and I and I became I allowed myself to become aware. And I found that's another interesting part of this is that sometimes even after practicing mindfulness and mindful coping, we know what we're doing to ourselves because we've practiced paying attention to what we're doing to ourselves through our own negative self-talk to our habitual reactions to things that, that cause us difficulty, you know, whether it's fear, whether it's doubt, whether it's uncertainty, anger, whatever it is, you name it. But at some point, what I realized was, is that, you know, I, I can indulge in these things and be aware of it. And it's at that point, it really becomes a, uh, it is really a question of coping at a deeper level. 
I know that I'm capable of practicing mindfulness. I know that I'm capable because I've done it. And this is the this is really anyone can be empowered this way. If we if we the more we've practiced it, the more empowered we become, and we know we can't fool ourselves any longer, and we know that we have the ability to do this, and we don't have to be a victim. We don't have to get lost in these reactions and in this kind of mindset and stuck in a loop of thinking and overthinking and analyzing and reacting and it just feeds on itself. So at some point I finally had to do the most difficult thing and that was, okay, I'm done indulging in this. I'm done wallowing in it and now I'm going to pay attention to my mind. I'm going to actually start watching what is going on and I'm no longer going to believe what it is that I'm thinking about how I'm feeling. I did for a while, and I admit it. And I also, you know, found myself, and this is very common, especially once we become aware that we are thinking thoughts about other people that don't feel really good, and then they do feel negative, and they do feel, in some cases, judgmental, and they do feel reactive, that there can tend to be a, uh, it can be followed by being completely immersed in feelings of guilt and shame and then all of a sudden that really just ends up being a a, it's it's an opposite reaction to the initial reaction of being angry and thinking angry thoughts about someone and I knew that I could not afford I did this you know feeling guilt and shame was not a luxury I could afford in that moment Uh, while I do certainly want to uh, make amends with people I want to take responsibility when I have treated someone in a certain way and when I have, you know, when I've thought, you know, and I've had thoughts like this about people and it's affected how I've treated them at all. I clearly do want to take responsibility for that. And I knew that there would be time to do that. And that will, that is something that, you know, will happen. But in this moment, when I was in the middle of, you know, delivering a project and, you know, things had to be done by certain time with, within certain time frames. It was about coping. It was about getting the work done. We promised these people we would do something and it was going to be done within a certain time frame. And that was really what the focus was on. So the best thing I could do to ensure that I did my part for that to happen is it was really to cope and it was to be more aware and the awareness, the practice of mindfulness. And in this case, this was really practicing mindfulness of what I call practicing mindfulness on our feet. There was no time to sit in a quiet room with my legs crossed and being very quiet or however a person would sit in quiet meditation. The work had to get done. And so really what I did was, as I did the work, I was able to just practice being aware. And all I did was really pay attention to my mind and could see that, you know, there was a lot of angry thoughts going on. There was a lot of judgmental thoughts about this person. Uh, There was a lot of righteous indignation. There was a lot of replaying uh, the way this person looked at us when they said what they said, you know, remembering what they said. And at some point, I just realized these are thoughts. This is not reality. This is, you know, whatever happened, happened. And And that moment passed. But now I was finding myself, you know, I was thinking thoughts as if I was trying to perpetuate that moment. It was like I was trying to stretch that moment out in time. And that's really all I was doing at a deeper level. And it wasn't serving me any, any, it wasn't serving any meaningful purpose. So I just, instead of trying to stop these thoughts, because it really, if anyone's ever tried to stop thinking any thoughts, 
it is very obvious how very difficult, if not impossible, it is. So there was no time wasted on that. It was just a matter of even though I was very tired and exhausted, just like everyone there with me was, that it was just, okay, these are thoughts. You know, I'm thinking these angry thoughts, and I just watched them, and they came and they went. And the more that I paid attention to them, they just simply passed. I just, because I saw them as thoughts. I I no longer saw them as reality. I no longer uh, chose to believe that that was, you know, whatever I was replaying in my head was not what was going on in that moment. The only thing that was going on in that moment was what was going on in that moment. And I could actually heal myself by paying attention to what was actually going on in that moment. And it wasn't whatever happened an hour ago or two hours ago or three weeks ago. And by really a a combination of being able to see the difference, and it's really just a matter of perception. When I could pay attention to my thoughts, I could very quickly realize, you know what, that's something that's in my mind. It's, that's no longer happening. And then I'm paying attention to what's actually happening. And even though I was tired and exhausted, like everyone was, I could actually really have some joy. I could, even though it was very difficult to see this project through, there were things that actually brought me joy along the way, small, simple things. And once I could allow myself to be here in those moments, I could also, it made it, and it really made it easier for me to see these thoughts that were in my head as nothing more than thoughts and that they really weren't what was going on right now. And the more that I could quote unquote be here now, the better off I was. And I started to feel myself lightening up to a certain degree. I was no longer taking myself so seriously. I was no longer feeling like a victim. I was no longer. And then at some point, this was really the, the, the culmination at some point. I really didn't even feel that dislike of this person anymore. There was no need for it. I, I mean, I wasn't, and that's probably the most important thing I can say about this is that the dislike that I felt towards this person only really flourished when I was continuing to cultivate the soil that would allow that to grow. And once, and I know that may sound really silly, it may sound really trite, But at the end of the day, that's really what was going on is that I finally somehow made a conscious decision to stop cultivating it. I stopped watering. If it was a plant that was growing, I stopped watering it. I stopped enabling it to grow. And at some point, I just began to realize that, you know what? I don't really think I dislike this person. I think really what it boils, because I really didn't know this person and I still don't know this person. I don't know much about them at all. So I really don't have any need to judge them. In any, I don't really need to judge them in any way. It's just really a matter of realizing that whatever dislike I was feeling was nothing more than thoughts and, rea- and emotional reactions. And once I really no longer was buying into all the thoughts, the uh, it's amazing how these negative emotions just sort of dis- they just sort of uh, dissipate. And then it was a matter of just being around. And I still had to continue to be around this person. And I felt the pull to dislike them to a certain degree. But it's only because i that's what I had been practicing. And, and that's kind of an interesting thing when you think about it is that, you know, whatever we feel, whatever we think is really, and I, and I know this is, you know, this is not, you know, this is not something that I'm making up. I, I know that this is, is something that I've heard and most people have heard, I'm sure, numerous times in our lives is that, you know, we end up becoming what we practice. And so at the end of the day, 
whatever, uh, however I see this person is really whatever I'm practicing. And while maybe this is not a person that I would want to spend time with or be friends with, it's really okay. I, there's no need for me to do that. And unless, unless that's what's, what's meant to be. And I should be able to just walk away and have learned something from this and not really need to even feel these feelings anymore. I don't need to feel these negative emotions. And I'm finding that even as I'm paying attention, as I'm speaking, as I've spoken these words, that I'm really not feeling that dislike for this person anymore. What I am feeling is a dislike for the actions. But even that, at at some point, it leads to a question of forgiveness. At some point, if I'm going to heal myself, I have to be open to let go of my anger towards this person. And I realize this, you know, forgiveness is a very, it's a very universal concept. And so, and it's way beyond the scope of anything that I can speak to. Uh, It really doesn't, it's really, I mean, that is really something that is, it's a very important aside, but it is not something that I can really speak about here just due to the fact that it is, that is so universal and so many different doctrines deal with that in different ways and so many different philosophies and ways of looking at the world. And so all I can say is that I just have to figure out what's right for me and every person does the same. And that at some point I forgive, you know, however I practice forgiving, but I know this, that I'm never going to do that. If I don't practice mindfulness, then that's just for me. That's just what I know about me is that if I don't set myself up for success in not believing everything that I'm thinking about what I'm feeling, if I don't protect myself against my own human internal emotional reactions, and they usually are negative reactions, the ones that really cause me pain and difficulty and cause me to potentially also hurt others, are they're genuinely negative, they're genuinely or usually negative reactions. And so I want to be able to protect myself. And the only way I can do that is to pay attention to to my mind. Because ultimately, if I am believing everything that's running through my mind, and really all that's going through my mind is just thoughts, and they're not really as, as accurate as I sometimes would like them to believe, many, most many, if not most cases, they are not accurate and just really lead me in the wrong direction. And it's usually in a direction that finds me in a place that I really don't want to be and that I'm not able to be any good for myself or anyone else. So it is interesting to look back over, and I've had an opportunity. I didn't want to spend a lot of time there, but I thought about numerous times in my life when, for one reason or another, I did not like someone. And in some cases, I very, very intensely disliked them for one reason or another. I also noticed that some of the best friends I have ever had, and I don't know what the lesson is here, but it's just really an observation, and I'm just kind of going to leave it on people's doorstep to do with it as they will. Some of the best friends I have ever had in my life, and I don't know if it's a coincidence, I don't know if it means anything or not, but I feel moved to share this, started out as someone that I really, really did not like. Very In a lot of cases, I very intensely dislike them and somehow or another and I there again each story is a little different one read for one way and you know in one way or another I somehow reconciled those feelings and all those thoughts even before I practiced mindfulness this even happened as a child and I have to wonder what was it exactly that caused my heart to 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 turn 
and to change and to open up to this person. And this is probably the first time on any of these recordings that I've ever shared something like this without having a reason for sharing it. And I'm really just, this is something that's just coming up. And so I feel moved to share it because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm feeling the need to do that in the hopes that maybe it will mean something to someone. And I know that it's something that it, it certainly means something to me because I can see it as a pattern. And maybe, who knows, maybe this was my way of doing this even before I understood what mindfulness was. Not that I was trying to practice anything, but maybe at some point I somehow, even just in a very simple way, maybe it was very, and I think it was in a very unconscious way, realized that maybe this person wasn't who I thought they were after all. Maybe they're not so bad after all. Somehow something shifted and I was able to see something good in them. And I began to let go of the thoughts that maybe there wasn't anything good there. And I know that this is, you know, if I can do that innately, then I know that anyone can, that, you know, there's nothing special about me. There's nothing different about me. I think it just, you know, it's part of our human potential and that we can do this even if we're not trying to do it. And so if I can, if, if we're capable of such things, then how much better can it be? How much more, uh, can we heal ourselves and help be there for others if, we can get in a position where we're not believing everything we're thinking about what we're feeling about other people because so much of our lives revolve around dealing with other people and some of our greatest pains and some of our greatest joys come from dealing with other people and being in relationships with other people and I'm so grateful that mindfulness practice and mindful coping practice allow me to be more aware of when I'm getting in my own way in my relationships with other people, whether I've just met them or whether it's someone that I've known all my life, that I can be in a better position to cope and work with people because I know I can't really get anything meaningful done in this life without other people.